Hey, thanks so much for stopping by the Roar Church podcast. This is Pastor Anthony. We're believing that today's gonna be a great day. Let's jump in today's message. Roar Church, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed worship and our crazy host, uh, Pastor Isaac and Michelle. Listen, I love watching <laughs> them every week. Part. I know. I feel like I almost watch the services just to get a good laugh just between them. People love them. Yeah, they, they bring me so much joy and laughter. So thank you guys. We love you. We really do. And, and just let me take a moment right there and just tell all of our team, uh, everybody that's working behind the scenes that nobody knows, Jake, Isaac, uh, Michelle, uh, Vanessa, uh, Pastor Lewis, um, Raul, Raul um, all the band. Um, man, thank you guys so much. You know, church is different in these last three months now, mm -hmm. and church is going to be a little different as we go forward. But somebody say, God is still with us. God is still with yeah. us. That's where you were supposed to say God that. is still with God us. God is still with us. But no, today is going to be a great day. You know, the thing that we charged you guys with on Wednesday night at Roar from Home was tonight was not going to be a night, Britt, where we were going to do some illustrated message. It wasn't this come in and you're going to get this massive word. What our prayer for you today is this, that you catch the vision. Yes. That you get the understanding it's time we bring Absolutely. the change. You know, one of the things that uh, as we were kind of getting ready for today that I was kind of praying about and just, you know, thinking about different stories throughout Scripture, I was reminded of the story in Second Kings, and uh, I think it's in chapter 6 and verse 17, where Elijah says to the servant mm -hmm. that the servant walks outside of the tent and he sees all these people that are camped around him mm -hmm. and, he's, and he's scared lifeless, honestly. And he's like, oh my gosh, they're coming for me. Yeah. There's no way we're going to win this mm -hmm. battle. There's no way we're going to win this war. And Elijah says, come here, young fella. Come back inside this tent. Let me pray for you real quick. And, and, and Elijah lays his hands on him and he says, God, I pray that he will see what I see. And my prayer for you today, Brittany and I, our prayer for you is that you today would see what we see. Yes, beyond you know, the natural. Yeah, just like Elijah when he prayed with the servant, he said, man, I know, I know what you're seeing. Yeah. Like, the, I think there's a grace of, I see what you're seeing in the natural. Mm -hmm. But let me just tap into something that's beyond our natural Absolutely. ability into the supernatural end. And you need to know that, sure, there's an enemy around you, mm -hmm. but there's an angel of the Lord that is surrounding every dark yeah. place and he's fighting every battle and and, and you know it was in that moment that the servant stepped outside the tent and he saw exactly what his master was talking about absolutely you, you know i'm Angels not your master yeah we're not your masters yeah. but at the same time we are your leaders we are your pastors and you well know, there's a choice yeah. to stay in the tent and be afraid or step out of the tent Ooh, you better preach. and see what God sees. Listen, maybe she came with a prophetic maybe word. Maybe I yeah. did. Come I on. thought I was going to do come a dance on. today. Come on, prophetess a... <laughs> Brittany. Bro prophetess Brittany. <laughs> no, but listen, and I want to encourage your faith before we jump in because there's a lot of videos that we're going to show you. We're going to talk a little bit and we're going to show you the church and all the stuff that it could be. But before we even get there, I want you to see how Roar has made a difference already in some of our people's lives, in some of our friends' life, in some of our yeah. church people's lives. Yeah, so, you're, you're overcomer by the blood of the Lamb and a word of your testimony. Yeah. And so these people are the very essence of why Roar exists. Yeah. Let's watch these videos. Hey guys, JT here. I just wanted to take a moment and really just share with you what a life-changing blessing Roar Church has been for myself, Nicole, and our family. Uh, Nicole and I both can remember when we first walked through the doors at Roar Church and how we instantly felt like this is the place that we needed to be. Um, we felt welcomed and loved and appreciated. We felt like we were part of the Roar Church family from the first greeting. Um, you know, and I, we both can even remember our first time that we worshiped uh, with our Roar Church family and the presence of God and the Holy Spirit that just surrounded us it was a level of worship that neither one of us could even imagine we could experience. Um, that alone is life-changing, to be able to experience worship with your family and your church family and to feel so close to God and such a presence and an openness with Him. Um, you know, and, and it doesn't stop there. You know, we've experienced, uh, as being members of Roar Church, fellowship and community and relationships we, we never even thought would be possible. We've experienced growth because of those relationships. 
We've experienced blessings in our life as, uh, in, as, as individual Christians, as husband and wife, as, as parents, as uh, you know, members of our, our, our family, uh, in our careers. And I can remember when we, you know, there was a time when we first started with Lord Church when um, there were things going on with my career to where there were questions about what direction I was going to go or was there going to be growth or change or things that we needed to happen for our family. And, uh, and God's timing, nothing is coincidence. Nothing is unintentional in God's kingdom. Uh, us coming to Roar Church at the time that we came to Roar Church and the growth that initiated through that and the commitment through our, our walk, through our praise, uh, through our witness, through our tithing, all of that lined up on God's timing. And I received a, a promotion that, you know, I, I didn't expect to have happen. And this promotion brought blessings into our family that we needed financially. We needed uh, for um, time together. We needed for um, to help us to get to a, a place where we could grow as a family and, and grow as as uh, as Christians, as, as Christ walkers. Um, look, uh, what we've experienced at Roar Church and the relationships that we have developed with our church family, we love each and every one of you so very much. Um, you know, each and every one of you have imprinted on us and, and, and helped us and, and we're so grateful for the blessing of our Roar Church family. Um, where we are at now as Christians and every day continue to grow, every day to continue to develop. Um, but where we are right now in our walks with God are, is directly related to uh, being a member, members of the Roar Church family. And we can't say thank you enough uh, to God for the blessing of Roar Church or thank you enough to our pastors for being brave enough to plant Roar Church despite the many challenges and obstacles that have been thrown their way. We can't say thank you enough for our church family for loving us and accepting us and for being there for us uh, when we needed it. So uh, thank you, Roar Church, for being who we are as a church family, for your love for God, your commitment to God, and uh, for loving us the way you do. Be blessed, all. Love you guys. What's up, Roar Church? It's Carlo. So let me start off by saying that as a child, I was brought up in a Catholic household, you know, going to church mainly to please my parents, mainly to get something out of my parents. It wasn't so much of a connection between me and Jesus. It um, stayed like that for many, many years. I ended up separating myself from the church and from Jesus entirely because I wasn't entirely sure about what I was believing and what was being told to me. Um, so, I fell into a deep depression. I fell into a state of loneliness. I fell a state into a dependence on um, marijuana. So I became, I guess you could say addicted. And it was something that it, I used as an escape from reality. It was something that I used as an escape from the day-to-day -day struggles that I would go through. It was something that I would use to cope for anything. You know, my circle was very small, but at the same time, it was still not as supportive as I needed them to be. And it wasn't the support that I needed uh, spiritually, for sure. I ended up meeting Anthony and coming to Roar, and it was a complete game changer. I gave myself to the Lord. Um, I was able to basically seek in him what I was needing and that made me feel fulfilled. It wasn't no need to chase this high because it was it was given to me. It was something where I felt complete. I wasn't alone anymore. I felt the depression was uplifted from my shoulders and it was gone. I felt like I was a completely new person. Um, 
being surrounded by such great support and such great people here at Roar, it was completely a different energy. It was a completely different vibe. And I was able to connect with people as well as connect with Jesus as much as um, I guess I should have before. Uh, he had shown me a way where if you ask, he'll give, but you have to, you know, give as well. It is not that I gave him anything. It's just I gave him myself and I gave him my all. I, you know, praising him and being able to look in him for forgiveness, being able to look in him for guidance, being able to look in him for strength in anything was all that he needed from me because once I was able to do all of that, the blessings just started coming within jobs and within people, within great support, within my own family. And it was just a complete turnaround from what I was before. And I have everything to give to Roar because if I would have never met them, it would have been completely downhill spiral, I guess. And I can't think of a better way to to say thank you to the Lord than by sharing this with you guys and being able to help anybody that is falling into these types of habits or any kind of situation that may be like mine. So I hope you guys, you know, find your way. I hope you guys find Jesus Christ because he's got blessings waiting for you guys, man. Um, and I hope you guys have a great day. Hey guys, for those of you that I've yet to meet, my name is Vanessa. I've been attending Roar Church pretty much since the get-go, and usually I'm behind the scenes, but tonight I get to be here for a minute. Now, over the last year or so, I've definitely found myself being pushed out of my comfort zone, in the best ways possible, of course. From sitting up front during service, to standing on stage to pray with a mic in my hand, to leading a small group, and even making this video, never in a million years would I have imagined myself doing any of this. Something I'm extremely grateful for is that although a big part of my testimony is being a single mom, here at Roar Church, I'm constantly reminded that there's so much more to me and that God is calling me to do. For the last 10 years, I've worked with children with various needs throughout the community, and my heart has always been to bridge that gap between work and my faith. So after speaking to Pastor Anthony and Brittany about their hearts for special needs, I knew I was exactly where I needed to be. It's been an honor to serve under their leadership, and for that, I want to publicly say thank you. Thank you for always speaking truth, for always believing in me, and for always being a reminder of God's faithfulness. As a single mom, I've been faced with various challenges throughout life. But God, He's always made a way. You know, I thought I had a pretty solid circle of support, but it wasn't until coming to Roar Church that I really learned the value and the importance of having God at the center of those relationships. About a year ago, as I began not just tithing consistently, but giving an offering during moments of God working in my life and Him speaking to me during services, that I found myself with doors opening that I wasn't even chasing after. There was opportunities for, for promotion through work, and multiple times, I mean multiple times, that I received checks that were almost double of what I was expecting. And like I said, God always makes a way. But you know what I love most? It's not even about me. It's about... It's about the investment that Roar pours into the next generation. It's about what I've seen within my own daughter. Emma's seven, and she's pretty much grown up in church, but it wasn't until coming to Roar that she truly learned to develop a heart, not just for worship, but for prayer. And sometimes I think her prayer life might be a little bit better than mine, but that's okay. You know, it was in a moment of walking into Roar Kids one night. Mariah, you were standing up on stage leading them, and Emma's down on her hands and her knees in prayer. And it's moments like those that give me hope, that remind me that she's gonna be okay in life. There's nothing greater than watching your child grow and develop a relationship with the greatest father of all. And for that, I wanna say thank you to Roar Church. Hi, uh, good afternoon. It's still morning, but hello. Uh, my name is Manuel, and uh, I am a firm believer in Jesus Christ. Um, I was asked by Pastor Brittany and the church, uh, Anthony, uh, Shepherd, um, if I would uh, provide a testimony, and so here I am making an attempt to uh, share a short, st short story with you um, how I got uh, acquainted with the Roar. Uh, not by circumstance, of course, not by happenstance. Uh, we serve a God of miracles, a God of order, 
and a god of divine intervention. Um, I had recently relocated to the Venter area. Um, I had uh, been working on myself really hard for about 90 days, a little over, uh, just shy of five months. And um, in the first 90 days that I was living in Ventura, we met um, at a park in the center of Ventura. And uh, yeah, it was great. It was great. I mean, the next thing I'll remember is getting to the park. And the next thing I know, there's like a band of us just in a huge circle, probably some 20 plus people, men, women, children, dogs, um, praying, you know, and I'm, I, I'm, I mean, to me, that's just awesome. That's just great. It was just what I needed on that day. It was a confirmation that I was doing what I needed to do. I was, I was on the path that I was, that was been set before me. Um, and, uh, some time had gone by where I wasn't, uh, able to go to church. Uh, but once I had gotten finished with my, um, with my, uh, internship, if you will, um, I was able to join Roar and I met them down on Santa Clara here in Ventura and I mean off the chain, the worship. I mean, I just, everybody I talked to it, I was like, well, what do you go to church on? I go, I'm, I was attending the Roar. Um, the worship is just off the handle, uh, the energy of the excitement, uh, the youth, the adults, just seeing everybody just so pumped up worshiping God. Um, I was just like, oh, man, I got some catching up to do because, you know, I'm, I'm trying to clap and I'm just, I mean, it's just, it's amazing. And so I met a few gentlemen. Um, I, I uh, you know, didn't, went through the initial mm, just orientation and kind of uh, got, uh, study groups that kind of got me acclimated. Um, and then almost quickly, almost immediately found myself part of the family, you know, and just welcomed, you know. Um, I met uh, JR and another young, a few other guys, some uh, um, stellar fellas um, that have been an integrated part of my life um, and uh, have been in fellowship with them. We do devotions online over the Zoom, um, given the circumstances, if there's, you know, um, if, if, uh, if possible, we do a small men's devotion. Um, but Junior, Junior Jr., if you will, um, he, uh, he, he just, we, me and him, we clicked, you know, uh, JT and I, um, if I'm allowed to say these names, uh, we just clicked, you know, and, uh, some of these other guys I'm, I'm starting to get used to, and I'm, I'm just seeing life, I'm seeing life the way it should be, you know, young men that are involved, uh, older men that are, that are leaders in their home, uh, that are leaders in the church, uh, the pastors, the anointing that's upon them. Uh, that was another thing, like uh, being that I had had, fall, had a falling out in life, um, getting back on track. Um, I knew that I needed that spiritual covering, and I knew that came from having a pastor um, being involved in a ministry that was praying for me, um, standing beside me, and and believing uh, in in the love of Christ. Um, ultimately, that's my goal in life, and, and being a part of any ministry is uh, just sharing the love of Christ, coming to understand the love of Christ. And getting a better understanding of who I am in Christ. So Brittany, Anthony, thank you for allowing me this opportunity to share. Um, I hope this works out for you. I, I, I know we're believing for great things to happen in the next year. So praise be to God. Amen. Hi, Roarchers. It's Jacqueline. Hi, Roarchers. It's Brooklyn. So we wanted to tell you about how Roar Church has impacted our lives. Um, we started going to Roar Church about September or October of 2019. We were invited by Pastor Lewis. Um... And literally the first day, I was like, this is my church. This is going to be my church. I knew. I've been searching at that point for a search for literally years. I have been invited to different kind of churches. And I never even made it to, to go to any of those churches. I just, I can't tell you why. I just couldn't. I was also nervous to start going to church. Growing up, I went to a church where I had to wear a dress and certain things. So I'm like, is it still like that? I don't know. All I knew is I'm on this journey to get closer to God and I want to be a part of a church. I want that special connection with my own church and my own pastors. Hopefully that's what I was looking for. So I started going to Word Church and immediately I was just like, this is different. This is really different. And I still can't, I still can't believe that god literally put me in this church but at the same time i can see why he put me in this church because it's like everything that i needed pastor anthony and pastor Brittany and their whole team they're everything 
that I needed. Like, they're literally, I feel like they're literally my family. It's crazy. Like, when I'm going through something in my own life, I can just reach out to Pastor Anthony, Pastor Brittany, like, any of the pastors, any of those members. I could literally reach out to them and just be like, pray for me for this. And then there's some who know my life and they reach out to me and they check on me and they're like, what can I pray for for you? Like, that is amazing. Like, I needed that. And everybody needs that. And I have that now at Roar Church. Like, it's so special to me to know that people are out there just praying for me and Brooklyn. You know, it's like, it. I can't explain it because I'm just, I'm so happy to be a part of Roar Church. Like, oh, I didn't know I was going to cry, but... Like, they just really brought me closer to God. Like, I was already on my journey to find God and get closer to Him. And, like, they just they just made me want to know more and be so much closer to Him. The way they are, like, they just love everyone. They're so real. Like, they're so real. Like, I never thought, like, I would be that person going to the altar. Like, I'm shy. I'm, like, um, I get embarrassed. But I was just, like... They got me going to the altar quite often. Like if if what Pastor Anthony's speaking it relates to me, I'm at the altar. You know, I just want to get closer, and they're there for me. And like, even like singing, like I'm like, all right, they get down with the music there. I like it, but like I'm shy and stuff. Like I don't want to sing and stuff. But they got the lyrics. I'm like saying the lyrics in my head, and you know, in the beginning, and then before you know, I'm just like singing like everybody else, and I just like. I'm so comfortable at Roar Church. Like, I'm so comfortable. I don't feel... There's nothing about that church that I feel uncomfortable. I just feel... I feel so loved there. My daughter, like, she loves going there. And she she loves going to play with the kids. And she loves learning about Jesus when she's there. And I love that because I didn't want her to go to a church where she just goes to play. I wanted her to go to a church where she learns about Jesus. So thank you, Pastor Anthony. Thank you, Word Church, Brittany, everybody, for just being great. We love you. Wow, so powerful, so powerful, so powerful. You know, every time that, you know, we hear um, just the, the words and the testimonies of what God has done, you know, I, I don't want to say through us because it's not through us. Right. But we get to be part of the, the this journey yeah. and this ride. And when you... It's amazing to see. Yeah, you know, I, I look back, Britt, and I, and I think, man, a year and a half ago, did I see any of that stuff happening? And, and as much as I want to sit here and say prophetically, yes, there's also that real side of that truth of no, you didn't. Mm. And when you get on the other side of, of the trials and you get on the other side of some of the stuff, mm -hmm. man, you look back and you just say, man, God has been good. God has been great. Yeah. You know, I was even, he is, even with JT's um, video, he called me uh, two nights ago and he said, man, I just want to tell you how much I love you. And do you mind if I just encourage you for a second? I said, you know what? I don't mind at all. Uh, you know, I'll always take an encouraging word because the truth of the matter is, is, is what we do, it, it, it becomes yeah. hard. It becomes tiring. It makes you want to, truth of the matter, quit at times. It makes you want to But I already preached away. about that. You already did. I already did But that. I'm, saying, I'm saying all this because it's going to lead us into what I want to talk to you about and just I, quickly. And I do want to say quickly yeah, before yeah, you get ahead. in there is that, when I see the videos and I see the fruits of everyone's hard labor in this, I see the sound. Yeah. We've always been called to a sound. Yeah. We've always carried a certain type of sound. And what I, I never knew exactly what it was. I'd be like, oh, it's multicultural. Oh, it's for everyone. Oh, it's kingdom sound. Yeah. And then when I hear people's stories, and I know there's many others. That was just a few people. There's yeah. many others. That's the sound. It's the sound when you came down the grade and you saw the dry valley of bones and those bones started getting up and yeah. it started rattling. They started hitting each other. Yeah. And that's the sound that we saw today. What do you think that sound is though? What do you think that sound is? I, I, my, I feel like this is a trick question. No, I want to, I want to know because there's, well, let me check my notes. When, no, when there ain't no notes No, I'm here. kidding. There's no notes. There's <laughs> something that you said that it, it actually kind of fit the piece. So what do you, what do you think? I, I'm putting her on the spot right now. y'all. Yeah, he is. What do you think that sound is? Well, I think it's the dry bones coming to life. Here's what I think it also is, because it goes in with that. That's the sound of redemption. 
Yeah. And that's the sound of us taking back what the enemy has stolen. That's the sound of us finding our purpose. That's the sound. And their stories aren't perfect. Yeah. And they went through ugly times. But if you think about, you know, dead bones, dry bones coming to life, that's not pretty. I don't know. But he turns ashes into beauty every time. And, so. and, here's, and that it just goes back to who we are. It yeah. really does go back to who we are. We are a messed up church looking for a beautiful savior. And the more that we walk in his image, the less we are sinful. Yeah. We're not perfect, but we just constantly chase after Jesus Christ. But there was a story that yeah. I was looking at today, and I know everybody's antsy because they want to see the, the videos. I've uh, been text uh, stuff sent to me all day. Show me the video real quick, Pastor. I ain't, I'm not going to say nothing. I'm not <laughs> me gonna say too, nothing. actually. And, and we, we, we didn't we do can't. it. We, ain't we doing didn't it. do it. You don't have to wait. So, uh, but before we, we wait, I want you to look at the like button right beside uh, your thing on Facebook and you see that number, hit like and then go over to the right and hit share and then come down and say, Pastor, I just did it. Uh, so I know <laughs> that you're actually doing it because there's a story that I want us to dig into just real briefly that I really felt like the Lord laid on my heart this morning as I was preparing. You know, I, at first we just thought we were just going to show these videos. Yeah. And of course, I go to the gym, I start working out, and all of a sudden I come back and Brittany goes, you got something, didn't you? And I was like, <laughs> yeah. She was like, please tell me you're not going to preach for an hour today. And I said, no, it's not I an hour. I want to see the video. It's not an hour. <laughs> But I do have a quick Bible story, and I want us to open up our Bibles if you have them with you, and you should, uh, because note takers are what? World changers. World changers. But I want us to go to the story in 2 Samuel uh, 5, and chapter 5, and verse 6, and it says like this, the king and his men marched to Jerusalem to attack the Jebusites who lived there. The Jebusites said to David, you will not get in here, even the blind, the lame, uh, can ward you off. The Jebusites in that, let me get my Bible real quick. The, the Jebusites in this are basically taunting David, saying, yo, you're too weak. Your men are too weak. Uh, we're not even going to send you against the big boys that are, that are guarding our, our, uh, our city. The, the, it's the lame ones. It's the blind ones that you can't even get past them. This is how strong we are, and this is how weak you are. But Everybody say, but. but they thought David could not get in here. In verse 7, it says, nevertheless, David captured the fortress of Zion, which is the city of David. On that day, David uh, had said, anyone who conquers the Jebusites will have to use the water shaft to reach those lame and blind who are David's enemies. Mm. That is why they say the blind and the lame will not enter the palace. Right. It goes on to say that David then took up residence in the fortress because he ended up taking over everything that had happened. Right. Uh, he ended up actually beating uh, the Jebusites and he takes over uh, this place and, and he makes residence there and he does all these things, great things. And the scripture goes on to tell us, and the Lord God Almighty was with him. The one of the things that I think I just want us to, to quickly to understand is that uh, these men were giants. And the Jebusites come from the same lineage as who, Brittany? Goliath. Goliath. And Goliath, as we know, was this, this monster of a man. Yeah. He was this, uh, just a, he's a big dude. I don't know how else to describe yeah, him. Yeah, he's a giant. Uh, yeah, he's a giant. And that's who the Jebusites were. They were these strong, powerful, vicious, crazy they like to talk a lot. warriors. Yeah, that not only did they like to talk a lot, but for the most part, they, they really they could. Backed it yeah, up. they could they back it up. it up. They could kill. They could kill someone if they wanted to, with their bare hands. These these were some bad bad dudes. But but David knew because what happened in First Samuel, and was David ended up going against Goliath, and he ends up he ends up killing Goliath right. in First Samuel seventeen fifty four, and and David cuts off Goliath's head, and he marches about eighteen miles. Scripture tells us, and he basically sets up residence and puts. Uh, Goliath's head on this pole yeah, on so tent. that all of everybody in that area could recognize that the God of David delivered them and had, had basically beat this giant. So David's looking at these Jebusites and saying, yo, homie, I already took off your, your, your biggest man. I already, already took down the big boy. You guys are nothing. Here's the reason why you guys are nothing. Mm. 
It's not that David was strong in his, in his own power, right. but he knew he was strong in the power and the might of the Lord Jesus Christ. Somebody shout amen today. Amen. You, and I, I want to encourage you. you. You may not be strong in your own wineskin, but you are strong in the power and the might of Jesus Christ. And so uh, the city was held which was the city of David. That's what it ended up turning into. But before it was the city of David, it was the Jebusite city. And so uh, in that, there's a translation. I think it's in verse uh, 8. Let me look at it. But it basically is in the King James Version that he says... It's in the King James Version. He says on the... Chapter 5, verse 8, he says, On that day David said to anyone that he who conquers the Jebusites will have to use the water shaft. There's a translation in the King James Version that says they will not just have to use the water shaft, but they will have to go through the gutter. And when I read that today, and, and uh, my spirit just lit up because all of a sudden, you know, all of a, it just kind of, kind of, these pieces kind of connected the dot that says, you know what, in order for us to, to reach this city, in order for us to take uh, not only Oxnard, but for us to take Ventura, for us to take Camarillo, for us to take Thousand Oaks, California. for us California, let's go, for us to take Orlando, let's Florida, go. for We're our Orlando for people. You. You're going to have to go through some messy times. And the messy stuff is the gutter. You know, the one thing that we've learned, Brittany, we lived, we've lived in an Ohio where there's tornadoes and there's craziness <laughs> and rainstorms and all this. We've lived in Atlanta where there's the same thing. We've lived in Dallas where there's crazy storms. But yeah. in Orlando, there's something about the power of a hurricane. Yeah. And anybody that owns a home or has a home and have seen gutters, when a storm comes in, it fills the gutters oh, yeah. with muck. muck just trash yeah. all this stuff sometimes they break it's so heavy. yeah sometimes it breaks and uh but the thing is that we've got to understand that god told them you're going to have to go through the gutter you're going to have to climb up the gutter in order to take mm. this city and it just as i was working out i'm like <sighs> i was doing chest this morning and i'm going my, 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 my God, my God, my God. Here we go. People probably thought beside me, what is this dude doing? I've got my roar hat on. I got my socks kind of, you know, my roar socks on. And, you know, I'm just representing roar, but I'm, I'm, I'm in the spirit. I know God is getting ready to shift our yes, atmosphere. Amen. He is getting ready to shift some things to us. And that's why, you know, what I said at the beginning with Second Kings, I have to have you hear me. I feel like Elijah in this moment. Mm. I've got to anoint you so that you see the possibilities that God is trying to take Amen. us to. Because if you'll get caught up with the vision, not of Anthony Shepherd or of Brittany Shepherd, but if you'll get caught up in the vision of Jesus Christ, yes. I promise you it is something that you will be birthed with a hunger day and night that you will say, you know what? I've got to continue fighting. I've got to continue giving. I've got to continue partnering with this church because it's not the end of our days, but it's only the beginning of our days. Yeah. Come on somebody amen, say amen. amen but these Jebusites were these giants and they were they were overtaking the city and there's some things uh, that that is going to get in our way anytime we're taking over a city it's never going to be easy you heard me talk about this last week the cost of freedom it's messy there's got to be some sacrifices Zion in itself for me has anytime I've read scripture and I see Zion represented it because it said he had to go up the hill of Zion Zion always represented it was a place of change and, and here is David David is is getting ready to take over this city he's getting ready to take back you know what God has told him and, and the Jebusites have, have put up camp and, and people have put up camp in this city and I felt like the Lord said but here comes Zion here comes roar yeah. here comes a place Amen. of change Amen. here comes a place that you, you know everybody said you're crazy Anthony for going to California you you guys are these radical revivalists that that enjoy this passionate side of things you're going to a place that they don't really know Jesus you're going to well, a you've place you've got to be crazy in order to climb a gutter well everybody won't climb a gutter mm. and sometimes I don't think God reveals it to you like hey you're getting ready to climb this gutter like he did them yeah why because sometimes we get in our flesh and we can't see yeah but I know we got some gutter climbers no, out there. we do and here's the thing David could have easily done this David could have killed Goliath 
Went back to his camp and said, yo, I'm good, fam. I don't need anything else. But there was something inside of David that was stirred by the Holy Spirit that David said, you know what? I'm going to take my city and I'm going to go uh, do this thing. And, And can I just tell you, we're coming to take this city. Come on, Roar Church. Say this with me. We're coming to take we're this to city. Take this city. Type In fact, that why don't right you now. just say, yeah, we're coming. We're coming, <laughs> Pastor Anthony. And you got to understand this. Everybody that we've talked to about the yeah. building, the first thing I hear is, are we sure we want to be there? It seems like, you know, it's great on the outside. But you know what my response usually is Come when they on, say now, that? Tell me. Are you sure you want to be there? Because we know where we want to be. Are you sure you want to be there? Maybe you yeah. don't. That's cool. Yeah. And here's the thing, you know, uh, David could have set where it was easy, but he was stirred by the Holy Spirit and he said, there must be more. Mm. He knew this city was going to be theirs, but he also knew that in order for them to take the ground, it was going to require them to get into some dirty places. It was going to require them to to go through the gutter. Come on, somebody. Mm. It's going to require you to sometimes walk through some stuff that you never thought you were going to walk through in order to get to the victory that you never saw coming. You know, Oxnard and the location of this church, it's not the dirty place. It's a place of Zion. It's not the trashy place. Mm. It's a place of Zion. It's not just where the gangs are. It's a place of Zion. It's not just where uh, broken families are. Come on, somebody. It's a place of Zion. And I came to tell somebody, and I came to prophesy over somebody, that this is a place of Zion. This is a place of change. And we cannot settle. We must keep moving forward. It's good. And when David captures Zion, he ends up renaming it into what it was called to be, the city of David. And can I just tell you, there's so many destinies on people's life that the world has tried to label you something, but Zion is coming in, and Mm. Zion is renaming you, and Zion is relabeling you. Where the world might once saw you as a sinner, God now sees you as a saint. Where the the world might once saw you as as a... prostitute the jesus sees you as a as a woman that will give you everything as as the world may see you as uh this broke down uh no good for nothing god says you know what you are a royal priesthood and just let me tell you just as david captured zion and god changed its name god is here to capture the city to change its name yes it is oxnard in the in the natural but in the supernatural i heard god say this could be an epicenter for revival do you believe it god yes roar come on do you believe that we can change this city do you believe that we can attack this city we've got to press ahead Mm. and pressing ahead means it's time to move forward it may be messy it may be all Mm. this but i want you do you see the potential oh yeah do you see the i see the potential you know i'm actually reminded tell me we were, I was talking about um, the fight. We talked about that a few weeks ago. And I was talking about how we were to hold the line for a season. And it was time to march forward. It was time to press on. Just what you're saying now, declaration of pressing forward. And that it's ugly on the way to your victory. You know what I mean? Getting dirty. It's messy. Getting gutter. And I'm reminded of this term um, in military, in this fight called no man's land. Yep. And it's basically where there's a standoff. And, you know, I love my um, Avenger movies. This is actually a DC Wonder Woman movie. And I don't give DC a lot of, you know, shout outs because I prefer um, (laughs) Marvel. But No Man's Land, there's this part in the movie where they're both at a standstill and they're just looking at each other. And it looks just like a cemetery, like a graveyard in between the two. And they're telling her, don't go that way. That's No Man's Land. No one's getting across that. Either side, you just die. And, of course, Wonder Woman, because it takes a woman. No, I'm kidding. Wonder Woman. She gets there, wow. <laughs> and she just obviously marches across with her superpowers, and I believe that's what God has done with us. We've went through the gutter. We're climbing through the gutter, and he's going to supernaturally take us across no man's land, because that's the next part of the fight. You've got to get out of the trench. You've got to take that first step. So I'm more than excited. I'm excited you finally made a shot, too, yeah, no, because that too. was going to be embarrassing. embarrassing. But no, listen... You know, when we were standing in the auditorium that day, man, there was just something, you know, it may have been the the natural side, just the excitement of, oh my gosh, could this be ours? Uh, But there was also just that other side of, 
when you're standing in something like that and you're automatically ate up with visions, just mm. God could do this and God yeah. could do that and God could do this. Yeah. And, and, you know, people often get this twisted because they say, well, God can do anything and God can do anything, but God can't do anything if, if the person is not open. See, Jesus and God, the Holy Spirit, is dependent on the relationship of the person. Well, the whole Bible is and, about people. Yeah. It's about people that he took. Yeah. It's not a Bible about... I did this, as in God, I did this, I did this, I did this. He used people, yeah. all sorts of people, women, if you didn't read that, women, men. He uses everybody. It takes yeah. people and it takes you to do what God wants to do. Yeah. And I believe in that God is even right now, he's moving on your heart. I'm believing and I'm prophesying that he, he's giving you visions that you can see not only for yourself, but I pray that you're seeing visions for your kids. And beyond and, your family. And with that said... In the words of Shaquille O'Neal, can you dig it? Can you see it? That, that's my question is, can you see it? Can you see the, these things that look like uh, possibilities, impossibilities becoming possibilities? Oh my gosh. You know, I, I don't want to beat a dead horse today, but just like Elijah with the servant, he prayed, open their eyes. My prayer that as you're seeing all this, mm. your eyes are being opened but the, the truth of the matter is, is just like I just said in, in that last video as they were closing, it will never happen if it doesn't happen with you. Right. And every person that's watching, our first instance is, yeah, but maybe somebody else will do it. But maybe somebody else will do it. Mm -hmm. you, know, you, you know, as a beginning church, as a, as a church plant, you know, the thing that is the hardest, quite frankly, is to get a full church full tithers and full givers we always get this mentality of somebody else will do it and can I just stop that right now and say God is calling you to do it yes not the next person not the person beside you but you somebody say he's calling me he's calling he's me. calling me right he's now calling he's me. calling me he's calling you to get into the fight with us get into the fight I want you to be, you know, for the last two weeks, I promise you, Brittany, am I lying when I say this? Have I slept hardly at all? No. Which is probably not healthy in general. Uh, one, it's because we've been trying to find a house. <laughs> but two, it's because I've been so caught up with just, God, I'm begging you do this now. Mm. I need you to do this now. God, we want this right now. I, I it Literally, I try to lay down and my spirit jumps up in excitement. And, and it's not just jumping up in excitement. It's also jumping up in, in praying for families. All these people that we showed the videos of, of their lives being changed and turned around by the power of Jesus Christ. That's just the beginning. You've got to get it in your soul. You've got to get it in your heart. You've got to get it in your mind that this is only the beginning. Wives, husbands, marriages, families restored, yes. put back together. Kids coming to know Jesus, not in some pizza party way. I'll never be that pastor that will ever have anything to do with trying to put on a cool performance. I'm here to raise worshipers. Yes, yes. I'm here to raise warriors in the Jesus. spirit. I'm here to arm the next generation. And I'm asking you, Roar Church, it's now is the time to arise. Now is the time to arise. God can do it, but God wants to do it through you. We had somebody two weeks ago gave $10,000 mm -hmm. out of that it, it quadrupled back yes. to them yeah. just by their what? Their act of obedience. The yeah. thing that we've got to understand here tonight, friends, the blessing doesn't come by seeing. No. The blessing comes by obeying. And they actually had written that check for five. Yeah. Which is huge. You know, it's huge. They'd written that check. And sometimes it just takes that activation to do something because yeah. you sit in the waiting for so long. And so as they wrote that check... For five, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit yeah. quickened them, and then they got a call, and it was quadruple yeah. the amount, and God said, double it, yeah. double it. And God is a God that provides. Yeah. And if you truly believe the word, if you truly believe what you live for, if you truly believe what you sacrifice for, 
then get in. It's time to get in. It's time to put your money where your heart is. And that's hard for people. I know, because that's where it is. You keep it close to you. But it's time. We're never a church that shies away from saying just how we feel. We don't. That's who we are. We're crazy. We're roar. And how I feel in this moment is we're going to be able to make an offer on that building with someone that's watching. We're going to be able to make an offer on that building. It's our building in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. And even right now, as you begin to make that decision as a family to give, I believe God is going to turn things around for what you've been believing for, because your blessing is tied to what you're planted at. And if you're not planted, now's a real good time to find yourself planted. Your your blessing's tied to your ability to walk in obedience. Mm. The, the obedience factor is the greatest factor of it all. Yeah. You can have all these things, but if you're missing the main ingredient that says, yeah. okay, God, I'm going to trust you even though I can't see you. I'm going to trust you even though I can't feel you. I'm going to trust you even though uh, my bank account only says I might have ten or $15,000 in it. I'm going to give that ten Amen. or $15,000 yes. because I'm going to trust God that you are a miracle worker. And if nothing else, you know, the greatest thing that I've learned over the course of this this year, you know, as we planted this church, Brittany and I uh, sowed roughly sixty or sixty-five thousand dollars just to get us in. We needed 67. equipment. Sixty-seven now. I promise you, it goes up every week because I feel <laughs> like we're always buying something. But I look back at it now, and my heart, and even then, my heart wasn't grieved. Mm-hmm. But my heart has never been grieved of you gave away sixty-seven thousand yeah. dollars. No, <laughs> my heart has always been. We gave $67,000 away in order to see people come to Jesus. Well, we're called to lead there, the way. There is a, there's a cost associated yes. with walking in freedom. There's yes. a cost that's associated to bringing revival. And I, and I promise you, Jesus owns it all. And if he owns it all, then you've got to trust him that he is our all. Yeah. And, you know, our, our, our greatest place that we fought our greatest trials is going to become the place of our greatest victory. We've had buildings taken away. We've had finances taken away. And the place that has been our greatest trials, I hear the Lord say, it's going to become your greatest victories. The building is coming our way. The finances are coming our way. The people are coming our way. Listen, I believe it. Do you believe it right now? Come on, do you believe it right now? Thank Jesus. Before we close, why don't you pray? And just just pray. God, we come to you right now, God. God, with a spirit of thankfulness, thankful for everything that you have done, God, in our lives, thankful for the harvest we've seen, thankful for lives changed. Thank you for children that have seen their lives transformed, God. Thankful for every single person that we've had a chance to lay hands on, to minister to, to sit down, to eat with, to talk with, God. God, but I pray, God, corporately, come on, don't just listen to me. I pray that everyone out there is joining in right now in prayer. It says when two or three are gathered, don't let this camera mess you up. Don't just be sitting there on your phone. Put your phone down right now and engage into what God's saying. God, together, together, we say we're ready, God. We've been stripped to the stump, God. We've given it all, God. And we say now it's time for you, you to take fully over, God. We're available, God. We sing if you can use anything, anyone, you can use us, God. And I know, I know there's people on the other side that are saying, God, use me, use me, God. And if they're in a, a time where it's like, is, is this it? Is this what I should be doing? God, I pray that it becomes so clear right now in the name of Jesus, God. So clear to them what they're to sow. So clear to them what they're to do, God. God, let the door of opportunity open so big that they know that man couldn't do it, that only God could construct a door and an opportunity to walk through. God, we thank you ahead of time. We thank you, even if we don't get the building. God, we thank you. God, if we end up anywhere else, we thank you. Why? Because you're a good, good God. You're a good, good God. God, right now, I just want to take this time to pray for Anthony, God. God, thank you 
for a pastor who prays. Thank you for a pastor that stays up in the middle of the night and wrestles over our needs and the congregation's needs. God, thank you for a pastor that has vision. Thank you for a pastor that doesn't back down to controversy. Thank you for a pastor that listens to you and not man. Thank you for a pastor that leads us home like he leads his church. Thank you for a pastor that doesn't give up. Thank you for a pastor that carries us all alongside of him, God. Thank you. Have your way. Have your way in Jesus' name. Amen. I believe he's going to do it. I believe he's going to do it. I know today was a little different from any other uh, service that we've had. Uh, but, you know, there's a great need that stands in front of us. And, and more than ever, we need your prayers. We need your partnership. We need your financial backing. And let's see God do something in this city. Let's see it. Let's see it. You know, as we close, we're going to kick it out to uh, Pastor Ike. Uh, I said Ike, <laughs> Isaac and Michelle. And, but after that, there's going to be a, some more videos that we're just going to show you some B-roll and allow you to see more uh, of the building uh, just so you can get a better glance at it. But it's important that not only do you see it in the natural, but you begin to awaken the spiritual, the supernatural, and get caught up with a vision with God. I promise you, all this comes because people are not caught up with a vision from God. They're seeing and hearing things on the natural, and they're not allowing it to get inside their heart to move. Because that place where we have fought our greatest battles is going to become the greatest place of our victory. He's taking us through the gutter. It's our story. But now it's time to walk into Zion and see the change that we've been praying for. This is roar church and we are called to a place of revival hey thanks so much for joining us today at roar church podcast we pray that today's message absolutely blessed you hey there's many ways that you can help support this ministry and give to this ministry and one is by texting the keywords roar give to 77977 listen we cannot reach people without your help and this stuff doesn't happen without the support of many so we thank you for partnering with us and we'll see you later